Welcome to the D scene. This is the Blogcast. One blog, handpicked, read, and discussed. I'm Mike Foundis, your host, co-working evangelist, commercial real estate agent, and overall tech nerd. All right, let's do it. I think the best antidote to a rut is action. So I try to remind myself that anything beats nothing. This is an interview with Laura Gassner-Odding by Gretchen Rubin for LinkedIn.com, published on April 22nd, 2019. Laura Gassner-Odding founded Nonprofit Professionals Advisory Group and has been involved in many nonprofit boards around the country. She writes and speaks frequently about the world of mission-driven work and getting unstuck in our lives. As she describes herself, I help people discover how they align what they do with who they are to achieve limitless potential. And if that's not enough to keep her busy, she's also just published a new book, Limitless, How to Ignore Everybody, Carve Your Own Path, and Live Your Best Life. I couldn't wait to talk to Laura about happiness, habits, and productivity. Gretchen, what's a simple activity or habit that consistently makes you happier, healthier, more productive, or more creative? Laura, I hang out with family. Those people who aren't the family I was born to, they they are lovely, but geographically distant. But the friends I have made as an adult who have become my close-knit kibitz. These are people who know my hopes and dreams, who see my stress and anxiety, who cheer me on during my successes and pick me up during my failures. They don't keep score. They don't play the comparison game. They know we're all on our own path. They bathe in emotional abundance rather than scarcity. I am better for the fact that they are in my life and I work hard every day to make sure that I uplift them in return. Gretchen, what's something you know now about happiness that you didn't know when you were 18 years old? Laura, ever the gold star chaser, I was entirely certain that if I just collected all the right degrees and titles, I'd be happy. But it wasn't until I was much older, fueled by my own journey and also 20 years of studying, recruiting, and stewarding leaders through massive career shifts, that I realized that success as externally and often myopically defined, didn't equal happiness. It wasn't until I realized that we need to create our own definition of success and lean into that specifically that the success we achieve will truly bring us the happiness we seek. Gretchen, in your new book, Limitless, How to Ignore Everybody, Carve Your Own Path, and Live Your Best Life, you have a different take on success and its role in bringing happiness. What has surprised or intrigued you or your readers most? Laura, over the course of my research, what I've learned is that success doesn't bring happiness when it's merely us following someone else's path to someone else's definition of success. It's why Lean In didn't ring true for so many. Some were angry about the privilege that Sheryl Sandberg used to achieve her success. I didn't blame her for that, frankly, It would have been folly not to use it. My issue wasn't how she achieved success, but how she defined it. 
as this one unflinching, myopic view of the fastest and most expedient path to the corner office. What I know now is that happiness through work comes from consonance, from when the what you do matches the who you are. Each of our true definitions of success will be a personalized rubric of calling, connection, contribution, and control. Calling is a gravitational pull towards a goal larger than yourself, a business you want to build, a leader who inspires you, a societal ill that you wish to remedy, a cause you wish to serve. Connection gives you sightlines into how your everyday work serves that calling by solving the problem at hand, growing the company's bottom line, or reaching that goal. Contribution is an understanding of how this job, this brand, this paycheck contributes to the community you want to belong, the person you want to be, or the lifestyle you'd like to live. Control reflects how you you are able to influence your connection to that calling in order to have some say in the assignment of projects, deadlines, colleagues, and clients, offer input into shared goals, and do work that contributes to your career trajectory and earnings. We will all want and need these in different amounts at different ages and stages throughout our lives. I've set up a quiz that people can take to understand how much of each of these elements they want in their lives and how much of each they'd like to have. And of course, it gives some basic, immediately actionable tips on changes to make right here, right now, to get unstuck and become limitless. That quiz is at www.limitlessassessment.com. Just a quick pause. At the end of the podcast, I'll be sharing the results of my Limitless Assessment Quiz. So stay tuned. Thanks. Gretchen. Have you ever managed to gain a challenging healthy habit or to break an unhealthy habit? If so, how did you do it? Laura, when I turned 39 years old, I walked into my kids' elementary school and saw the principal, whom I hadn't seen in a few months. Ellen, I said, you look amazing. Either you've been really sick or there's a new man in your life and you look too good to have been really sick. And she replied, there is a new man in my life and his name is Mike, Coach Mike. And she dragged me to a boot camp where I spent six weeks trying to run the first mile of my life. Seriously, I had 634,598 excuses to get out of PE throughout my childhood. And the only reason I was picked last for every team was because there wasn't a position after last. But then I did it. I ran my first mile without stopping. Fast forward nine years, and I've run three marathons and row on a competitive team. Whenever the coach calls out, okay, athletes, next we're going to, I get giddy. Still can't believe anyone would think of me as an athlete and loving the multitudes within myself that I am discovering as a result of letting myself be very uncomfortable in the middle of my otherwise comfortable life. Gretchen, would you describe yourself as an upholder, a questioner, a rebel, or an obliger? Laura, I am an upholder. The last thing I do before I go to bed is check my schedule for the next day and mentally walk through and schedule in time to complete my tasks, be present for others, and take steps towards my personal and professional goals. My husband likes to joke that if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. To wit, I schedule in shower time after a workout, 
picking up my kids and answering email, all things which would either be forgotten or expand across the day, email, if unchecked. And really, there's nothing like clear expectations and a full set of data when it comes to making plans and dreaming big dreams, right? Oh, and yeah, I'm that person who puts the thing on my to-do list that I've done, even if it wasn't on there before. Nothing is more beautiful than an organized day and a clean slate morning. Gretchen, does anything tend to interfere with your ability to keep your healthy habits or your happiness? For example, travel, parties, email? Laura, I am the human embodiment of Newton's first law of physics. A body in motion stays in motion. So when I'm in a groove, I'm golden. But when travel, bad eating, sickness, injury waylay me, I'm at risk of falling off the path. That said, I think the best antidote to a rut is action. So I try to remind myself that anything beats nothing. And then I call a friend and ask them to join me in the next day in the thing I need to do. Accountability always gets me back on track, even when everything in my core is clinging to malaise. Gretchen, is there a particular motto or saying that you found very helpful? Example, I remind myself to be Gretchen. Laura, show up, shut up, do the work. Pretty upholder of me, huh? For me, it's about being fully present, getting better by listening and learning, and doing the hard yards in the dark that nobody sees or cares about so that I can show up in a way for my message, my family, my community, and my causes. Gretchen, has a book ever changed your life? If so, which one and why? Laura, at the risk of being so cheesy and fangirly, The Happiness Project, a book by our author, Gretchen Rubin. When The Happiness Project first came out, I scoffed and thought, what does this woman of privilege know about being happy? Her life must be really happy already. But then I thought, well, I'm pretty privileged and I'm not happy. So I bought the book. And then on pretty much the first page, you called yourself out about the privilege. And from that moment on, you had my heart. I made my husband read it the second I finished it. And even though this normally would not be his thing, he dutifully read it for me perhaps because he had not seen me so animated about a book in quite some time. And we began to immediately implement the changes you outlined. This book changed our lives because it changed the way we looked at our lives and what they could be and how we could use our privilege and the choices we made every day to be happy. So I've been waiting for a long time to say this, but thank you. Gretchen. In your field, is there a common misperception or incorrect assumption that you'd like to correct? Laura, I'm on the crusade to get us to stop listening to the messengers riding on the four horsemen of the success apocalypse. Balance, purpose, happiness, and passion. Purpose. This idea that the only careers that matter are ones that fix the world, the one that demand the shirt off our backs, the ones where service is the only service if it also means sacrifice, balance, this fleeting, ephemeral, impossible-to-reach idea that work and life must be perfectly separate and always equal to one another, as if work and life should have nothing to do with one another. Happiness, that terrible phrase that kills our dreams before they even leave our mouths. I'll be happy when... I'll be happy when I go on vacation. I'll be happy when I pay off my debt. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I find a new job. Why can't you be happy now? Passion. We've all seen her. 
that beautiful, perfectly beach-waved, flaxen-haired beauty staring off into the sunset over the dunes or Coachella. Follow your dreams. It's the spoken word of illegitimate sister of the live, love, laugh tattoo. The four horsemen set up a false choice, a binary choice between whether or not we have purpose or are pushing paper, whether or not we have perfect balance or the edges of our lives bleed together, whether we are happy by these false standards or whether we have passion or are miserable sellouts. I'm calling bull on all of it. The four horsemen build a create a false foundation on which we build a life. And then we realize that life was meant for someone else. It's no wonder we can't live boldly into that life. You can't be insatiably hungry for other people's goals, for other people's definitions of success. So what does success look like for me? Why would, what would make me truly happy? If we could all collectively say, screw the Joneses, and fail at living into everyone else's expectations so that we can make room for our own. Besides, why are we taking advice from girls in flower crowns anyways? This has been, I think the best antidote to a rut is action, so I try to remind myself that anything beats nothing. An interview between Gretchen Rubin for LinkedIn.com and Laura Gastner Odding, published on April 22nd, 2019. This was a really great interview. Uh, it has a lot of the same tones as uh, Gary John Bishop's Unfuck Yourself book, which I'm a, uh, an absolute huge fan. Um, you know, she's right. You know, the, the best way to, to kind of unstuck your life is, to, is with action. Um, and a, again, these aren't like, you know, any new principles, but they're just such good reminders for all of us. We all have those moments where we just get stuck in our, our ruts. And uh, so this was, this was great. Uh, um, all the links to the assessment and to the articles and, uh, will, will be listed below. So uh, feel free to access those resources. Uh, so next, I'm going to, I took the limitlessassessment.com uh, quiz and I wanted to just share my, uh, share my results. So let's see, Um, just read this little clip. In order to be limitless, you must find what gives you consonants. You've taken this assessment and now have a fuller picture that determines whether or not you are in consonants, doing work with purpose, work that matters to you. Plot twist, there are no right or wrong answers. So uh, let's see, here's my recap. Calling, Uh uh-oh, you need to add more calling to your work. If you need to add more calling to your work, consider figuring out what fuels you by focusing on what you do to feel purposeful, determining where you're willing to invest your time, talent, and energy. Take an inventory of where you really spend your time and give your attention and give what you can do today to be ready to work towards your calling when you're ready. I like that. Connection. Hmm, you need to add more connection into your work. If you need to add more connection into your work, decide how you say no and how to say yes better. Ask for sight lines into the decision-making process. Look for your next job, even if it is less important title in a more important place on the organizational chart. And make sure that you're considering all of what you do inside and outside of the office as you evaluate the full picture of your skill set growth. Contribution. 
nuts. You need to add more contribution into your work. If you need to add more contribution into your work, think about how you might find colleagues of similar mindsets. Determine if your vocation allows you to delve deeply into your avocation. Ensure that you're getting paid not just your price, but your value. And use the practice of gratitude to groove the patterns of habit you wanted to develop. Control. Woohoo! You are in consonance with your control, finally. Whether or not control matters to you, it looks like you have to achieve consonance between the amount that you want in your work and the amount that you have. Um, good, this was, this was fantastic. It's just, you know, I've been struggling with, you know, figuring myself out and uh, trying to determine my path and um, where I should, should concentrate and what my strengths and weaknesses and, and all that good stuff. So again, all the resources are going to be below. Uh, I highly recommend checking out uh, this article and, and all the links. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Answer the phone, you fuck.